Hello everybody, welcome to this special episode of our Xbox Tavern audio slash video goodness. Um, we, th- we got a few members of the team who really enjoyed Resident Evil Village, so we thought rather than bore everyone on a podcast every week, we'll just get it out of the way in one lump um, and have a sort of spoiler-filled discussion on our thoughts on the gameplay and the uh, the story and, and, and all of that good stuff. Uh, so I am joined this evening by uh, Scottish Ross, aka Gruff. Hello. And also Ross from, I've forgotten where you're from, Canada, is it, are you Canadian? No, no? Uh, United States, the United Georgia. States. Georgia, Southern thank boy. you. Southern boy, yes. And who shall henceforth be known as just Ross, because that makes life easier, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're just going to get into it. So where were we? We were kicking off straight away. End boss fight. Spoilers. Yes. Spoiler warning is had. We're, we're heading straight into full of spoilers for the story, the gameplay, all elements. Ross, uh, sorry, Gruff, what were you saying about the, the final boss fight? Yeah, I just felt like it could have been... It wasn't the worst boss fight in the world, but... It's, it didn't seem particularly. There wasn't like it was like an end boss type mechanic. It mm. was just shoot something that you see glowing and hope for the best. It was kind of like, yeah. I, I felt like they could have done a little bit more to it. I either had it in different, like more stages that had different mechanics to it, or just make it a little bit more taxing. I didn't feel like th- when I was playing it. Like I say, I was only playing it on regular difficulty the first time round, but it didn't feel like there was any challenge to it, even with like just Ethan's handgun or his shotgun. What about you, Ross? What are your feelings on the final boss? I thought all the bosses for, like, I don't know, the last few hours of the game were very claustrophobic, very small areas. Miranda was kind of weak <clears throat> in design compared to Heisenberg. Heisenberg was easily the coolest boss in oh, the yeah, whole game. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Just for a sheer visual spectacle more than anything. Just Because yep. I, I, I was convinced that would be the end, and then we'd sort of meet Miranda, you know, that cutscene that plays out afterwards, and I thought that would be where they left it. And I was like, well, that's a pretty good boss fight to go on, but it's a bit weak that we didn't actually get to sort of come up against her. And then, obviously, we end up going through bits we'll talk about and get back to the boss fight. So carry on, please. Were you guys expecting the plot twist for Ethan being dead? I, I didn't really foresee that, but they foreshadowed it like at bits and pieces in the castle and earlier. Yeah. I didn't see that coming at all. No, not uh, it completely caught me by surprise. Uh, again, as you said, they foreshadowed it, and it makes sense. Whether that was their plan all along, I don't know. But it, it, it's sort of, now you think back on what happened in 7 and what happened throughout 8, uh, throughout Village, I should say. It makes sense that he was actually infected with the mold, and that's how he keep coming back and keep. That's how he reattaches all of his limbs that he loses constantly. Um, what about you, uh, Gruff? Yeah, I think it was like you were saying. It was sort of hinted at the first time that uh, the tall lady takes us like a taste of her blood, and that he's going stale. Yeah. Um, hinted at where everybody kept on talking about how his body was special. Um, so I think there was definitely prompts telling you that something was different with Ethan without going sort of full disclosure on it so when he did eventually do the whole starting to fade away once Miranda passed as much as it was like oh Ethan's going to die it wasn't a massive shock yeah I was quite surprised that they they killed him then brought him back just to kill him again so quickly Yeah, I thought that maybe they might have had Although it was, as you said, she was he was tied to Miranda's sort of essence, as it were, and, and uh, was it the Mega? Mis- I can't remember the word now. Mega, Mega Mice. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He was sort of tied to that when he said so when that was dying, he was f- falling apart at the seams. Um, 
but yeah, I thought they might have come, you know, used Resident Evil logic to be like, ha ha, here's a vaccine or a uh, antidote, and just take this quickly, and you'll you'll be fine. Um, I did it. I did quite enjoy that they still didn't show his face, even when there was like full, yeah. like front on camera shoot. He just had his head held down the whole time. Um, I wonder if that might be because when they come back to the next one, he'll appear as uh, like a uh, like a mutated version, and we'll get to see his face, but we won't know who it is until someone says. Oh, Ethan Winters, as they were so fond of saying throughout the game. <laughs> Ethan Winters. Yeah. Um, so we've curious to see yeah, how they're going to do the next one, though. Go. On. If they're going to be doing it with the daughter, like she obviously has abilities, so you mm. can't see you can't see her being the main protagonist in the next game because they'd be pretty overpowered if she's got all these abilities that are similar yeah. to Miranda. Yeah, if she's a special. And as what they year say would is. it even be for if Rose grown up? And they're kind of hunting her. What year would that even be? It's like what fifteen it's, it's years? Be at least, yeah, yeah, like you say, at least fifteen, sixteen 15, years. Sixteen years, I would say. Which she means Percy's going to be an old man, man by then. He's going to have yeah. some grey hair. That's, yeah, the old regular cast are going to be old or dead or uh, you know they'll probably still be handy, but they won't be in their prime you, anymore. But you got uh, to imagine that Chris has got some sort of mutation. It, uh, that's what I was expecting. Something along those lines as well. When um, see, after see they revealed that. Ethan, I thought perhaps Chris had. Because uh, of the way he was acting, either he was a doppelganger or he'd, he'd, he'd been infected as well or something. I'm sure they've all been infected at some point throughout the games, uh, thinking back on it. But yeah, it's it'd be when interesting. you've seen that artwork for it, and it was like half of Chrissy's face was normal and then half it had like the lichen look. Mm. I thought they were going to go doing something on that line. Like he had been experimented on, like similar to what they've done in Village, but he mm. took a, a different type of reaction, whereas he could control his transformation. Mm. Did um, Ross? Did you enjoy Chris's sort of? Do you like Chris as a character? Before we get into what he's like in Village, have, have you enjoyed him in the past few games? I loved him in Five. Five was technically my first oh, Resident no. Evil oh, I ever no. played. Oh no! <laughs> two of you. Yes. Not two of you together. Oh, what I, have I, told, I told you. I told you. Five I love was great. Five. It's so fun. See, especially co-op. See. <laughs> did you listen to Ross last week and you just do this <laughs> no, all I, no I have not I have not I swear <laughs> okay so you like, you like Chris anyway despite the fact he was in 5 um, so what did you think of what did you think of him in Village is sort of shady like he could have just said what was going on pretty much off the bat and he chose not to yeah I don't know why he chose that um, I'm really expecting them to do DLC for his entire squad but mm. uh they don't have any DLC planned for it at the moment, which yeah. is kind of sad because they what, they put a lot of detail into his entire squad of like, I think it's five other people, five or six other people, yeah. and they each have their own weapon class and names and backgrounds, yeah. and we never got anything of that. No, they, they just kind of, apart from when you landed, art. they just kind of met, met with it to the background, didn't they? Yeah. But what they were saying about... Um, did Chris not make reference to why he didn't tell Ethan straight off the bat? Was it not to do with Miranda? Like, they didn't know if Miranda had... It was the same way the whole scenario with his wife. It was they probably risk. They couldn't tell risk. us that his wife was who they thought it might have been because, they obviously, the way that Miranda operates and how she can take over a complete body. So they thought that was maybe the same with Ethan. Yeah, I think they did say something along those lines where they wasn't sure if if she had sort of influenced him and he yeah. knew that it wasn't Miranda, uh, wasn't Mia but yeah he was sort of going with it but he's, I mean when they were in the um, 
in the barn before I can't remember it was it blew it up. And he said, I'm surprised you made it this far. They, he just sort of stood there for ages. He could have at least given him a hint of, like, not everything is, it seems, like, leave it. He was, he was like, Ethan, just go away. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, well, that... he's kind of stuck in the village now. <laughs> he's not going to go anywhere, is he? Was that the Moreau, uh, the Moreau fight where he was, like, he's yeah, telling him that, that thing, just yeah. don't get in my way? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. I won't get in your way, Chris, but I've already killed the tall lady. I'm about to kill he's, Big Fish exactly. Boy. Exactly, he's, he's already killed after <laughs> But you don't want to. I won't get in your way. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and yeah, the I'll DLC make... for his squad would be really easy to do because you come across all of those computers where Chris just leaves them like around. He has like, what, three, four computers just leaves around? Yeah. And he's typing like what he's seeing, what he's finding in the village while the, the... Ethan is actually taking care of all the bosses. Did they not go back and do that in 7 and give Chris a DLC in 7 as well? They did. Yeah, he yeah. Had, I can't remember the name of it now. It was... Um, mm, something along Heroes, not Heroes. Yeah, not a hero, like yeah. Yeah, that was like the free DLC they did when it... So he basically went sort of into the underground lair of the, man, of the Baker household and, uh, and all that. And I forget the gist of it exactly, but he was looking for something when he some sort of... Uh, information that he found eventually but then that wasn't part of the season pass which then had uh, I forget his name again the uncle of Zoe Baker it sort of, that that was good fun um, he going around punching everything with his robotic hand that he put on <laughs> that was that was fun I didn't try any of the other DLC but I'd like him to see like you said Ross just some sort of Add on, anything, even if you, anything. yeah, even if you played like with Chris's squad while Ethan's off killing everyone, you could have them doing maybe like a more survival horror stealth type thing where they're exploring the village around Ethan, as it were. Perhaps. Did you guys get the uh, the trauma pack, like the special version yeah. of the game? Did you like it at all? Um, I'm trying to think. With what, the trauma what pack, was in, what was in that? It came with, I have a list right here. Let me just quickly go through it. It came with Albert Wesker's Samurai Edge, Resident Evil found footage filter, uh, the tape recorder save points so you could save on tape recorders instead of typewriters, okay. and then the safe room music, Go Tell Aunt Rhody, which is, I believe, the Resident Evil 7 theme song, mm. and a weapon charm, and then it instantly unlocks Village of Shadows difficulty for those insane enough to do it on their first run. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I actually redeemed that because I, no. I remember getting, I got the weapon charm, but I don't have any of the rest of it. I was very let down by the Albert Wesker gun because it, it does like 110 damage and the Limai base is 100, but there's no upgrades at all for the Albert Wesker gun. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's technically like the weakest gun in the game. Yeah, so pretty pointless and it's just a nice little, I suppose it looks different. Does it have a little uh, uh, different, did it take any it different ammo just or like it does in 7. Okay. It just takes regular handgun just ammo. Regular handgun, yeah. What was the one that was... Was it the one that you unlock after Moreau? It's the one that's got the Latin inscribed on the barrel. Oh, the the handgun? Hand well, it's not It's not the hand cannon. It's it's definitely one of the magnums. Yeah, though, it's right? like a magnum idea. That oh, yeah. gun design was absolutely beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I mean... That's another thing. I, I don't understand why some of the weapons that you... Like, Ethan was exploring the village and he would find some of these guns and they looked really cool. They had some intricate designs and all the modifications you can find for them just made them look even cooler, like that Magnum or the yeah. grenade launcher. 
And then some of the weapons you buy in the store just look beat up and they just don't have yeah. great skins at all. <laughs> I did notice something that they, I, I, I may have just not noticed the difference or maybe I thought it was better. But the, is it the M911 that you get is like the second handgun that you can get and then you unlock like the Scorpion pistol nearer the end. I I thought right, the Scorpion pistol was the next step up of the, the sort of handgun progression. I found that was weaker than the M911. Like I, I hated using it. I actually had to go back and rebuy the M nine eleven for the last little bit because I just felt like I was shredding through ammo using the the Scorpion pistol. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I switched over to that and sold the one like you did, um, but it took me. I probably held on to it until just before we got to Heisenberg before I made that decision because, as you said, it was more powerful because I'd already upgraded it to a certain yeah. degree. So once I put some upgrades on that one, I, I swapped them out. And after that, I didn't really notice, to be honest. I just used it as was as is. Um, I did find that by the time I got to the boss fight with Miranda, I don't know if it's just the way I play or if it's if it, there's more lying around, but I had so much ammo and so much healing items that... I, I didn't use my magnum at all. I didn't use a grenade launcher at all. I pretty much just killed her with a shotgun and a pistol. Because I had so, much, so much ammo to use. I was just like using that up first, and I thought once she get once she transforms inevitably into a harder form, I'll have the, like the strong stuff ready to go. And then she, she ended up dying. I was like, I've still got like ten magnum bullets and all this grenade rounds. And they're just and sitting there doing nothing. That uh, was the issue right. because you had so much like well because you had so much of the chem fluid for like, your healing. You then had to use it for something else. So you just because it was taking out space in your inventory, you used it to create ammo. So like I think going into the I think it was the Heisenberg fight, I had like 150, 200 handgun bullets, and I thought that seems excessive for Resident Evil. <laughs> I don't feel like I should have this much handgun ammo in Resident Evil. I feel like I should have twelve. Yeah. How, how did you every find it, shot Ross? Should... Did you did you find I definitely that you started selling ammo close to the end of the game? You're I selling ammo. Yeah, yeah, I was selling ammo. <laughs> and uh, I, the only weapon I exchanged throughout that you know Ethan doesn't actually find, I sold the first shotgun and then I bought the mm. Sig shotgun yeah, yeah. just because it did yeah. like an additional five hundred more damage per shot, and that's yeah. the only gun I switched out on my first playthrough. Yeah, see, I, I just sold stuck with the, the M nineteen eleven and well. the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, that that Sig shotgun was great, especially once you upgraded it a few bits as well. The damage yeah. coming off of that was. Uh, was pretty intense. Um, so, while we're sort of talking about the weapons of that, my probably biggest gripe with the game is just how action-y it is. So, I know you guys were saying you enjoyed 5, and I'll let you have that opinion for now, but... <laughs> 4 the, had a lot of enemies, too. It did, but it, but that felt still quite... I think because that, that was still the one where you had to stop and shoot, you couldn't move around and stuff, and it was... Although there were a lot of enemies... The at no point did you ever feel sort of overpowered. I don't think in four, whereas five and six you did really. And the same is is almost true of this. I don't think, other than a couple of sections when we'll get to in a minute, it's probably there. I never uh, sort of went around the corner. And go, oh no, there's loads of enemies. I'd be like, oh for God's sake, more! <laughs> I'm gonna have to <laughs> yeah. fight my way through these just to. Yeah, and there was no, there was no sort of tension. It was like, well, I've got a billion handgun bullets loads of shotgun ammo and health and some mines and all this stuff and it was it wasn't trying to be a shooter necessarily but it was too um I'm trying to think of the way to phrase it it was just too like here's a set piece with enemies okay now you've killed them alright now you can walk for a section oh here's a set piece with a load more enemies 
Okay, now you've killed him. And and there was no like, oh, tension. What could be around this corner? It's like, well, it's going to be a room full of enemies again, isn't it? or something yeah. big is going to appear, and I'm going to have to run away for a bit and then fight in a bit. What, it's did, kind of what, the feeling I get when I play like Gears too, and it's like mm. you, you know what's around the corner, more enemies. Yeah, yeah. But then <laughs> it, in Gears, it, like that is that's its bread and butter, which is why I love it because you go to a thing and this is like there's a massive expansive room, and you're like, right, shit's going to go down here. Let's get ready. Whereas in Resident Evil, and that's like, oh, I just want to like, I don't know. I just want it to be slower paced. Like, yeah, like seven, where I, I think I said in my review, there's uh, when we were exploring the Baker Mansion. No matter how many times I went through the corridors and the different rooms, I never ever felt safe. I was like, oh, something probably could be around here. And the, like the audio work and the the occasionally an enemy would appear and it would be like a big deal. Whereas here, enemies were just flying at your left, right, and centre, and you're just like bang, 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 bang. And then I never ever, well, apart from one bit again, we get to, was never really like, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't really, I'm, I'm frightened to open this door because I don't know what's behind it. It's like, well, there's going to be something that I've got to shoot in the face and probably yeah, I think ten of his friends. I think that like the 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 biggest criticism. Is- criticism I can have in regards to like comparing it to seven is as you're saying in the Baker Mansion every time you turn around the corner you don't know what to expect mm. and it was like I was saying on the podcast um, I feel like they did three different types of horrors and they done them really well so in the in the mansion when you were in the main part of the mansion you didn't know if the daughters were going to appear and you didn't know if uh, the lady was going to appear mm. um, and they did that well but the problem that I had with that is is it was consigned to just the main part of the mansion as soon as you were anywhere else other than the main part or if you went off into one of the side corridors like off the main hall so like close to her uh, bedroom they didn't follow it was like they hit a wall and then that was like as far as they could loiter mm. they, could, they would loiter around the rest of the hallways so if you ran out any of them you could get caught but you did like it was almost like you had additional safe rooms by being able to just nip into that corridor and I feel like if they'd have made it that the the, uh, the daughters could have appeared at any point, obviously it makes it a bit more difficult having the lady appearing everywhere because, I mean, not many doors can fit her, but still. <laughs> um, and then in the the house, uh, I, can't, I, never, I can't think of the stupid Italian name, Benevenito, or however yeah, it is. Right. Benevito. Yeah. yeah, that was just, that was, that was peak how it should have been. That's like, that's the standard they should have aimed for the rest of the game to be. Because that place was fucking terrifying. Scoop up French. <laughs> it really was. It, again, that's, that's, just, that's, that's what I was uh, sort of alluding to. That was the only part where I genuinely felt like I don't want to walk through this door because I don't know what's going to be behind it. Obviously, you had no weapons and stuff for most of it as well. Exactly. And that's um, what I did to it. I think when you were saying about the weapon side of things, just jumping back to what you were saying about, like, oh, I'm going to have to turn around and fight another set of enemies, that wouldn't have been as bad as if it was different styles of enemies. Mm. There wasn't an enemy in the game on a generic horde type idea that made me panic the lichens as much as they moved a wee bit more irregularly they didn't move very fast paced vampires were one big swing of whatever melee weapon they had and they were basically defenceless and then what else was there? that was really it it was like your vampires there was armoured enemies in the factory and then just like Yes. Yeah. Once you got into the armored, once you got into the armored section in the factory, I mean, uh, Jay, you were saying that every time you came up to one of them, you just ran the other way because you didn't want to fight them. But yeah, not not I didn't want to, not I was scared because I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Because I knew I was just like, well, I'm going to fight you, and I'm going to get like 500 lay or something for it. Um, so I might as well just run past you for now. Because then, but then I ended up to get myself turned around, come back and fight him anyway. 
So well, yeah. I must have just done it in the first place. But but that was the first real time. Like, see, once you started getting to the upgraded versions of those guys, that was the first time I really felt like, oh, this is a bit of a challenge fighting standard enemies. As much I know, some of them were a wee bit more upgraded than others, mm. but that was the first time where there was any sort of ones that caused me like, oh, I need to back up here. I need to sort of bring them to me. Can't just run up, shoot everybody, and then make my way to the next area. Mm. What about yourself, Ross? How did you find the general sort of combat and lack of Compared to fright? 7, I really liked Village. It was a step up for the enemy design. There was just a lot more details. Like, there's a lot of variations for the lichens of how they can look. I think there's at least, like, three or four different ways they can look. You know, they can be bald or have hair. And then there was, like, a guy on the horse in the beginning that yeah. we only saw once. We never saw him again. That's and a good was, point. Like, yeah. There was, wasn't there? I forgot all about him. Because yeah. I, I in my mind, I had it as that big guy with the massive... Uh, yeah, a massive hammer, but oh, yeah, there was one on the horse, wasn't there? But is he not drive? Because he drives them away, does he not? He does. He's kind of like the the leader, and for some reason they go away. Probably Mother Miranda. Hopefully another DLC idea. Mm. But I, I thought it was so much better than the mold from Seven because it was very plain uh, mm. enemy design in Seven. Graf, did you like Re- Resident Evil Seven at all? Did um, you like Seven more than Eight? I um, I play I didn't play I didn't complete Resident Evil Seven. Um, the pacing was a bit too a bit too slow for me. Um, I I like survival horrors where you actually have a chance of surviving on your own accord. So things like Outlast wasn't really up my cup of tea. But say uh, like Silent Hill is my one of my favourite game series because as much as you do have the horror elements to it, there's a chance that you can fight your way out of scenarios. Whereas I don't feel like you got the option that very much in 7. Um, so I haven't played as much as 7 to give it a, a fair shot. I have just noticed, well, I've seen that it's on uh, Game Pass now, so I think I'm going to go back to it to get a better understanding of things like the mould and how Chris comes into the, the, to interact with the Winter's family. Um, but no, I, I think Village did a good job of mixing the horror aspect and the the action aspect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie disagrees with yeah. that, but so, uh, yeah. I, I, I liked Village a lot more than 8. I thought, or I mean 7. 7 was kind of slower and boring and definitely, like you said, um, not as fast-paced. The way you move, just it being switched to first-person perspective, it does have the benefit of, you know, running off of the new Resident Evil engine, and it looks fantastic. Uh, we haven't had a Resident Evil game look this good, mm. but I don't know. 7 is just too slow for me, but I did manage to, uh, you know, beat it, and I got, like, the infinite saw blade, which kind of broke the game. But it was fun. It was fun. You Definitely see, no 8 to me. See, so I, I'm sort of the opposite teacher. I preferred 7 because it was slower. And because it was more methodical, and even though I agree with you, Ross, the the mold were boring. They were pretty rubbish enemies. Um, just from and I didn't like honestly. I didn't really like the Baker family all that much. I Aww. thought the story was kind of meh, and then the fact that they built on it on this one mm. kind of solidifies my opinion of it being kind of weak compared to eight. Yeah, see, I, see, I'd really dug the Baker family. Um, and I loved how they were kind of like in village where you've got the four lords. They had their, each had their own section, um, but each were still 
pretty terrifying. So you'd have you know Jack stalking you around the house, and then Marguerite sort of that creepy boss fight when she turns like that spider thing in the in the greenhouse, um, and uh, I forget his name, the, the lad who gives you like the trials to survive. You know, just making it out of the room before the, the bomb goes off and stuff like that. I loved all that sort of stuff. And again, it was a lot slower. But I, yeah, going back to the mold, they were rubbish. Um, <laughs> they just looked they looked boring. They were pretty boring to fight. But as I said earlier on, they, it was somehow more scary, is that, if that makes sense. The, like, even just two or three of them could were, were tough to fight, even if it was a bit boring just waiting for them to shuffle towards you. Whereas in this, you know, it very rarely do you have any less than like 10 enemies coming at you at once. And even if they might be ducking and dodging and stuff, all you've got to do is, you know, run up, shotgun to the face, swing around and then carry on about your business. Um, you might remember better than any of us, were there like special animations for the bosses transforming into their final form? Or did they also do that off screen? Because in eight they they mainly do that off screen. I'm just trying to remember if they did in seven as well. I'm pretty sure that when Jack like reappears about eight million times, he transforms in front of you. But it might not necessarily have been like a massive transformation. But then I'm yeah I'm sure like Marguerite in that changed in front of you. But I know what you mean about in Village where. Like the, yeah, they'll like hide around a corner. Yeah, or like more dough, wouldn't it? He kind of dived into the water and then popped back out, and he was massive. And yeah. like, well, normally you'd see, yeah, you show it like it bulging and and convulsing and stuff, and then become huge and be like oh, how much bigger is he going to get? But he just kind of ducked under, jumped back up, and then we got into that boring boss fight as well. I wasn't a big fan of that one either. No, just stalking around the building, shooting explosives at him, and that was that. No, yeah. I was expecting more quick time events like four. Yeah, there weren't any, were there, in, in this one? Nope. That's I don't good. think... That was one of the things I would say. Like, apart from the Heisenberg fight, I don't feel like any of the other like three main fights were particularly impressive. I I did enjoy the Lady Dimitrescu one. It was very repetitive. But yeah, it, it was... That was more because it was sort of out in the open and she'd sort of fly off and, and fly yeah. around and then come back and land and stuff. But as you said, she'd fly off land, you'd fight. She'd fly off land, you'd fight. You'd fly. And it just, it went on a bit too long, I think. I don't know, again, it might yeah. just be my naff shooting, but it went on probably like two or three minutes too long for me. Um, and I was surprised. I wish how, that I was... dagger was unlockable that you stab her with, that like yeah. poison dagger. I wish yeah. it was, but it's not. Because that would... I know. I think he dropped it, didn't he? When she stabbed, when he stabbed her, she made him drop mm, it. It would that, like fell like, off the tower. Yeah, I figured that would play more of a part if you sort of found it again, and then you'd have to use that to kill all the lords. Yeah, that had to just... be like your final shot. Yeah, um, but I was surprised how early they they got rid of her, considering she was such a focus of the pre-release. Yeah, that was what surprised me. Like she was the she was the sort of the opening of the game. Mm. Um, I know, obviously, when you play the demo, you were in the village and you were in the castle, so that made you think that that was going to be near the start of the game, but mm. I didn't think you would off her quite as quickly. No. I mean, did you guys know that there was the four different laws before you played? Because I, I yeah. ignored all that sort of pre-release information. I ignored I, it all as well. I only watched the trailers and that was it. I you... was... I seen the, about the four lords. I didn't watch much, but I was mm. quite intrigued about the whole backstory of them. Yeah. Um, so I looked and I read up about the, or I read in the article that, that they was telling you about the four different lords. I didn't know what they are. 
their stories were in regards to obviously Moreau being the freak and the Benevenito being whatever that whatever that weird scenario which she was with the little dolls. Yeah. Um, but I did know that there was four different lords of that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I, again, it was surprising though. I th- I figured she would if she was early on, you'd sort of come back and she'd be the last one to go. Um, even if you did leave the castle and do something else in between. Um, and as you said earlier, when she's stalking you around, that was obviously Mr. Mr. T, I keep calling him, Mr. X, um, sort of brought that in with Resident Evil 2 Remake, which is still top tier, top tier Resident Evil games. Um, but she was nowhere near as foreboding as he was because yeah. you could still hear her stomping around but as you said she wouldn't follow you into half as many places and even the one you know where you put the masks on the the angels in that little room outside the duke's shop yeah. if you went down that little corridor there where you I think you started there when you well when you get hung up and you drop down and you come out of that room um, she will follow you into that room but all you've got to do yeah. is duck behind the sofa and then just go around and she's not fast enough to check, to catch up to you yeah. So even then, I was like, "Oh, I'm stuck here." And then, oh, well, I got out of that pretty easily. Okay, maybe. And I, and her daughters. I know you were saying about them. I didn't see them until the boss fights. I don't know if I just ran past them or if something just didn't happen in my game. But they, I, I'd hear them occasionally, but I didn't actually see any of them until I got. I literally had no choice but to fight them. So um, there's a couple of ones that I had. So with the second daughter, she appears in the you know like the grand hall type idea. So up the hmm. stairs from the room with the masks. Yeah. As you're as you're about to go through one of the doors at the very back of that room, her swarm appears, but she doesn't physically manifest. Okay. Um, so, so you have to run around the swarm, and then later on when it's the last daughter, there's a good time. Like there's quite a few times where it's like you'll hear. Um, you'll hear the lady talking and then like the daughter's swarm will appear while you're trying to run away from um, try to run away from her but I don't know why you didn't get as many of them yeah maybe it was just because I I literally ran everywhere I don't think I apart from the uh, the Benevito mansion where it was creepy and I didn't really want to run I'm just legging it everywhere because I'm not going to run into excuse me any danger Um, so I might just run past and those parts were scripted too uh, when you were to find them it was only when you interacted with certain parts or you finished you found like a mask and then you would run back through the main doors and unlock a door and then she would like spawn in front of you okay. those yeah. are like locked moments that happen yeah yeah i must have but just like like the possum then i do wish they had done more with um with her sort of just appearing in different places because am i right in saying i've not played two uh, the remake um am i right in saying that he That's can like I'm going to play it, I'm going to play it. I've seen that they're coming to Game Pass, so I'm planning on going through all of them on Game Pass. Um, am I right in saying that he like breaks through walls and things like that to come and chase you? Not necessarily through walls, but he will follow you pretty much everywhere in that police station other than safe rooms and yeah. there's like one or two other rooms he won't go in. Um But he's like, once he appears, he's constant, so you can hear him like stomping around. And even when you... They sort of think you're on the other side of the police station he doesn't take long to get back to you and you can hear him getting closer and closer and closer so you have to hurry up what you're doing do quickly run you know, do a circuit of the police station while avoiding zombies and lickers and hunters and stuff um, and excuse me um, he is much more terrifying than she was she just yeah. 
walk around and, like I said, just shuffle around, whereas at least he would sort of give chase as well. Um, but yeah, it's good. He's good. But she yeah, she felt really invincible, and she didn't feel like Ethan was a threat, even though we took out her entire house. Yeah. What, what was the thing she said? House dummy Tresk done in by the likes of you. She would say <laughs> that over and over and over while chasing <laughs> you around. Yeah, that's the other thing, Mr. Uh, Mr. T, Mr. X has on her. He doesn't talk. He just stumps. <laughs> she, she keeps waffling on. Um, th- how did you find the fights with her daughters? Because I thought they were uh, pretty boring as well, to be honest. They were very weak. Very, yeah. very weak. At first, I thought they were like vampires, uh, but they're more... They were affected by the cold, not mm. the sunlight, which yeah. was kind of strange. Uh, but I think... You I think it was honestly to... three shot them with the stake. I think it's either two or three shot them on the hardest difficulty, which yeah. they're incredibly weak. Yeah. And the actual fights, as you said about the other ones being quite claustrophobic, they're in small areas, but they're, again, they were done in what? Less than a minute, probably on the casual, uh, not casual, uh, just normal difficulty. Yeah, I noticed that with the shotgun. Like as soon as you got them, I think it was the middle one where you're in like a, an observatory, and she's mm. right in the middle of the room. Yeah. If you get that, like if you get her lined up in the middle of the room the first time, she doesn't move from that spot until you've killed her because yeah. you can just hit her that fast and it does that much damage to her. And you're sort of like, I get that you're just a mini boss, but I'd still like my mini boss to be a little bit more difficult yeah. than yeah, a bit more five shots. Um, so let, let's get, so basically Castle Demetresque was was still good but I would have liked that to have stretched out a bit further um, but then obviously now that I've played it I know why because they had the four other lords um, yeah. the good part the scary part Castle uh, uh, what's his name again sorry Donna thank you that was good and that was pretty that was terrifying. Fantastic. That baby chasing you, that giant baby, sort of yeah. running through the dark. Oh shit! <laughs> Turn around and run away. Um, did any? I didn't actually get killed by the baby. Luckily, did anybody here get get eaten by him? I died nope. to it once, just so I could see the animation for it. Do you want to describe it quickly? Because I understand it's quite creepy. It is. Uh, from what I remember, uh, essentially the baby just picks up Ethan by the legs and just like consumes him whole. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, that, it sounded creepy. Like I said, I didn't, I'll, I'm sure I'll experience it when I get back to that part on a harder difficulty. But um, yeah, that was that was what I liked. That sort of tense. You don't know. Although it was quite linear because there was not really, excuse me, like a wrong way to go. It was more... Like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, rather than, well, come on then, baby, let me just shoot you in the face. That's not something I, sh- I thought I'd ever say. I'm shooting a baby yeah. in the face. Um, <laughs> but then I think the end part where you're sort of chasing that little doll around, that was probably a bit weak as well, maybe. Definitely. I think, I think they should have, I think they should have lowered the amount of time you have to find her. Because. Mm. I think I think what one was it? It was the one where you're in the, I think it was maybe the second baby or the second doll you had to find, where you were in like the the living room area. Mm. I took ages trying to find them in that, and I never once felt like I'm about to get killed. I feel like if they have lowered the time on that to like something a lot more sharper, it would have mm. added a bigger sense of dread. Yeah. 
another thing I loved about the game that they added in was all the challenges. They had like speed run challenges for each one of those bosses, and Donna's was actually the hardest one to do because yeah. you don't have any guns and you have to play hide and seek. And some of those parts um, on harder difficulty, she would just like be in more variations, more spots. So it's total RNG if you could do that uh, part as quick as possible. You had to do it in like a minute and 40 seconds or something <sighs> close to that. Okay. And I was hitting like two minutes almost every time I did it. That's, no, that's see, it's, it's things like that that make me go no. It's the same way one of the it's not one of the challenge modes for it there. Whereas apart from the the prompts where you have no other choice but to shoot, play the full game with just using the knife. Mm. And I'm like no, no, I'm I'm good, thanks. <laughs> does that include uh, boss fights and stuff? Or do yep, it does include. Yeah, the so only I, time remember, it... I remember reading that one and I thought like you, mm, nah. I think the only time it's like the it doesn't include it is see the the fight with Miranda where you have to like it prompts you to shoot a certain area. Yeah. With the exception of that, it's like there's only another one or two scenarios where it's like you have to shoot something to progress the game. The yeah. rest of the time, you just have to use a knife. Yeah, I suppose that's sort of classic Resident Evil challenge mode because they've had them in a few games, haven't they? Yeah, um, I think especially four as well, which this obviously takes a lot of leanings from. Um, so what did you lot think of Mercenaries Mode? Have you played it yet, Ross? Ah, uh, Mercenaries Mode. <laughs> I played just the first level enough to get an S rank, and that, that's all I've played. I, I still got seven more levels to do an S rank on. And I'm just I'm not really looking forward to them. Like what, I played the main it... story six times, but the mercenaries mode I can procrastinate on. <laughs> and so what is it about this mercenaries mode that you're not enjoying so much? It's more it being broken up into three different areas and the old mercenaries mode used to have like the different dials you could break. One was for giving you more time or holding your combo over and they have the time one, which is awesome. But instead of holding your combo they just give you special abilities. I feel like Seven really influenced that, uh, and since the it's more combat heavy and more claustrophobic, they have to make you stronger somehow. Mm. I just thought it would have been better if they kept it in one area instead of breaking it up into three for one challenge, so you can try and carry that combo as long as you possibly can mm. instead of having to do three different combos in three different areas. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't. I'm struggling to remember the old mercenaries. I know it's been a few games, isn't it? And we spent a good summer when Resident Evil Four came out playing that one. But it was it, again, as I keep saying, it was a lot more tense than I found because obviously you had to stop and shoot, and you had the third person camera, so it was sort of a bit more awkward. But yeah, this one I'm just not enjoying at all. I don't find the desire to go back and play it. Uh, I finished the the first section, like you said. Uh, I think I've only got A rank, though. That's enough for me. And I tried the castle one, and I got right to the end. I had to stop. I, I went away, I come back, and the quick resume didn't work, and it just lost everything. All four, because there's four sections to the castle, I think, in there. And I got right to the end of the fourth one, and you have to, I have to start over again. So I, I might try that in a week, but I'm in no real... <laughs> No real rush to get back to it. Um, I do like the the you get the upgrades though. On, uh, sort of opposite to you, um, I did because you can stack them as well, can't you? So when you hit the uh, 
the the orb it's, it gives you a random choice of three like increase Ethan's health increase your attack pistol damage, master uh, shotgun master ex- yes things like that and explode then, if you shoot them that one's good especially if you get a few stacks of that they get they proper go off um but yeah, you, yeah if you hit it again i think it's three or four in each level if you get manage to get the same one a few times in a row stack them up and then they just get more and more pronounced um but again like you said then you get to the next area and uh, the next level, and you got to start all over again. Whereas I would prefer if you had some sort of not loadout necessarily, but some sort of permanence to what you're doing. Because if you start again, you got to start all over again, and you might not get the same rant, uh, uh, upgrades up offered to you. Um, and yeah, I just it, it comes back to the action. I think it's just too actiony for me. I'd rather horror and it reminds me a lot of like the rng required in that dlc for seven ethan must die where you would break Mm. some crates and you would get some powerful guns or you might get a weaker gun or like just a first aid kit or something like that Mm. that was the hardest dlc in seven see i've not i've got them but i've not played that one i've only played a couple like uh jack's is it jack's birthday um or someone's birthday i haven't played that one yet um and I played a couple of the other ones, just little bits and pieces. But yeah, no, I've not tried that Ethan Must Die one yet. But that'd be good if they bought something like that with this sort of more action-focused combat, perhaps. But yeah. But what about you, Graf? Have you played Mercenaries yet? Yeah, I have not, no. Um, I focused on getting the, the main game done, knowing that um, Mass Effect would be out on the Thursday. So it's uh, it'll probably be on my to-do list once I've binged Mass Effect for the first three playthroughs. <laughs> so, um, no, I'll we'll go back to it, though. We'll have to have a Mass Effect spoiler cast at some point. I haven't even started it yet. I, I got to oh. the title screen and changed my mind and went to play something else that I can't talk about. So, yeah, I'll, I might start it at the weekend, next weekend or something, but... Um, is there anything else you'd like to to discuss about Resident Evil? Any thoughts on the story or the gameplay? Did you come across any glitches at all in the game? It was very well polished. Um, no, I don't think I did, actually. I played on a Series S, mm. uh, and I only had three moments during the entire time I played it where the frame rate just like dropped to zero. It stayed at zero for about five to ten seconds, oh, really? and then it just like resumed normal. It was perfectly fine. I was like, okay. It was yeah. kind of rare. Yeah, I And mean... there was a climbing glitch as well where Ethan was, like, climbing through windows. Sometimes he'll do it when he climbs over a staircase or something. Mm. It's just kind of weird to see him randomly climb over nothing that's actually there. Yeah. But other than those two things, the, the game is flawless. Yeah, I ran into no issues at all. I, I played sort of 50-50 on an S and an X. Um, and, yeah, other than the quick resume not, not working properly the actual game itself was was pretty much spot on it looks bloody brilliant as well like you said uh, even on a S on a shitty hotel TV it, uh, <laughs> yeah it looked brilliant and then I come back home and play on my nice 4K HDR screen and just constantly blown away by it especially when uh, Ethan gets his hand chopped off uh, by uh, Lady Dimitrescu um, that was one but I meant to ask you earlier on obviously now we've finished it we know why he was able to reattach his hand but did either of you think what <laughs> in the moment I just thought Resident Evil logic I'll go with it I'll I, go with um, it what was the other one that he had um, what was the other injury that I text you about Jamie uh, I'm trying to think now 
that's kind of basically I, I i text jamie saying something about a uh, his remarkable healing abilities and how it was unbelievable and jamie was like yeah you've you've not quite seen anything yet because he had obviously got <laughs> up to the hand part yes. <laughs> so yeah i was yeah was it the bit if... was it the bit where he he fell off the hooks where they hooked him up for the palm of the hand mm. and then he sort of just yanked his hand down and split his hand in half I, no, I, I don't even think on. it was that. I think it was... Uh, I'm trying to think what it was. The only thing that confused me with it all was obviously he, can, he reattached his hand. Yeah. He healed up his hand when he got the, that and he, you know, he got munched on and all that stuff. But the only thing he didn't actually heal was his fingers getting bitten off. Yeah, that, I found that quite weird that he had like three fingers on the uh, one hand yeah. for the whole game, but yet he, he regrew, regrew the tendons to attach his hand yeah. to his arm. I suppose at least he attached his hand and he didn't actually have his fingers because the, yeah, the lichen ate them, I suppose. But True, yeah. And, it probably and might for have the majority away, of the but... game, he had like eight fingers, so I guess Resident Evil 8, they just wanted him to have eight fingers. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. Synergy. Synergy. But... Um... Yeah, yeah, that, that that bit was was good, but I did find myself feeling like, what the fuck? Why? I mean, again, Resident Evil logic. You don't question it mostly because yeah. it's all over like the place he, anyway. He but... attaches his hand. It also heals his jacket too. His, yeah. his jacket's completely <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing I found. I was like, oh, he managed to find a, a stitch to put your jacket back together. <laughs> so obviously, as we said, the whole idea of that is that he's been infected with the mold uh, when he was in the Baker family, uh, Baker, Baker house, because he got killed by Jack Baker pretty much at the start of the game is that right and then very close to the beginning that's, yeah. how that's he ended up, say, yeah that's how he ended up sort of healing himself and surviving everything that he's been through which I thought who's was a it, nice sort of way to tie it together who's it that tells him that Miranda eh? yeah Miranda tells him that he dies right at the start it was Evelyn wasn't it, and it while he was in limbo after she after Miranda yeah, exploded was, his yeah. heart yeah um, because yeah that's obviously one way to go out where she literally rips his heart out of his chest rips her heart out, yeah. pops it and then just leaves him to die and I was like, well, they've killed him now. That's yeah. fair enough. He's, he was never the most exciting character. And then we learn, you know, he's, he come back to life and then eventually end up kicking the bucket anyway. Um, but, yeah, it was a good way of tying it together, I think. Him being and they tied in the mold. Um, Africa, Resident yep, Evil I 5, that as well. right? Yep. And they that was mentioned, a file. They mentioned somebody else as well. I can't remember what his name was. One of the originators from... The original uh, uh, you know, the Resident Spencer. Evil games. Oh, it's yeah. Spencer, yeah. 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 So he'd, he'd visited uh, Miranda a hundred years ago or whatever and was impressed with their work. So that's how Umbrella became to be because the logo that you saw everywhere, that was sort of the original Umbrella logo. And then he took it and made a company. Um, yeah. One thing I was confused about, and I've had a look at like a wikis and stuff afterwards and it didn't really seem to explain it. When Chris appears, so I'm going to ruin the end of seven for you now, Ross. Uh, Gruff, that's okay. When Chris appears at the end of seven, he's his chopper is labelled umbrella with like the blue umbrella, it is. isn't it? It's blue umbrella. I was confused by that too. But then in this game they're called something uh let me go over oh, BSAA. BCAA. BSAA is from Resident Evil Five, which is what he set up yep. with um uh that's like Shiver. his Yeah, Shiver and it, it, that's their their thing. Uh where you go, Hound Wolf is his group is what his group's called. But there's no mention of Umbrella again, and he, and I was confused why they changed it from like the blue umbrella to this Hound Wolf, and why the BSAA, who you know, because the, when they're attacking um, 
the village as Chris. The BSAA arrive as well, don't they? But it actually yeah. turns out that they were bioweapon soldiers. They weren't they weren't the actual BSAA. They'd sort yeah. of sent in zombies basically to fight. And they also question like, why is the BSAA here? Yeah, yeah, because they're they're not working with them anymore. Even though Chris, that was sort of Chris's organization. Yeah. But that, that I don't think that was explained at all, as far as nope. I can tell. Um, I feel like there's some cut content there. We're, yeah, we're yeah, missing something. There is a part where obviously uh, Chris says in the chopper saying like, "Take me to the nearest BSA like outpost." Yeah, because yeah, um, that, that sounded cause like that's where they were going for the next one. Um, yeah. But then obviously the end credit sequence with uh, Rose grown up sort of that could possibly set up the next game as well. But sorry, Karen. But then that makes me think that something's either been left on the, the cutting room floor mm. or there's something eventually coming. I know there's nothing planned just now. There's something eventually coming to explain what that's about, whether it be like a an interactive story, like um, something like Resident Evil, not Resident Evil, like Mass Effect do. So it's like Mass Effect 1.5 is mm. what it gets called, basically. It sort of fills in the blanks between 1 and 2. Um, but they do need to explain why the BSA was there, what happened when Chris went and speak to them, and what they're well, if they're using bioweapons as soldiers, where that all came from. Yeah, because their whole thing is the the sort of the bioweapon look and uh, police, as it were. I can't think of the right effect, but they they solve bioweapon problems. They don't use bioweapons. Yeah. Um. So I guess maybe nine or whatever it ends up being called, um, might sort of have a split timeline. Maybe we'll play as Chris dealing with the BSAA and then we'll jump forward to Rose dealing with whatever is going on there, perhaps. Hopefully um, they don't take a page out of six, make it the story all broken up and separated. Oh, and, oh, I mean... <laughs> and not chronological. I mean, I I am a big Resident Evil fan, as you may have gathered from listening to this and me over the last three months talking about Resident Evil. Um, and so I enjoyed six in terms of the story just because I'm a massive nerd and I just like to see those characters but it was bloody rubbish wasn't it really yeah. <laughs> in general like the, sto- the story was all broken up as you said the gameplay was too naff uh, it looked pretty good but um, yeah we don't want and we don't want a repeat of 4, 5, 6 where we go survival horror a bit more action way too much action we don't yeah. want that to come back to 9 where we end up with way too much action again um, but I guess we're going to have to wait another 4 or 5 years to find out where we're going to go with this um, uh, one more thing I guess quickly because we've already gone way over to our, <laughs> what we said we were going to do um, oh we can go for as long as you want really I'm not bothered but the the figure at the end when Rosalind gets in the car uh, and they drive away there's one sort of shadowy figure walking towards them yes I've seen some theories around the, the internet so anyone got any of their own that they might think who that might be or the significance of that I do not remember a shadowy figure walking towards... Are you talking about when they're driving away off that scene, that very long shot of them yeah. driving away? Yeah, yeah. when yeah, when are watching the car going away. I guess it was that long oh, and they because... they for someone. Yeah, they, 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 get, they get right in the distance, and then there's sort of a person walking down down the side of the road. It looks like they're walking towards them. Hopefully yeah. it's something tied to Resident Evil Revelations 2, because I know there's like two endings to that game. Where um, the little girl, I, I always mix her name up. It's either Natalia or Natalie. I think it's Natalia. Where she essentially is like becoming Albert Wesker's sister, Alex Wesker. 
So hopefully it's something to do with a Wesker. I would love if a Wesker is still around in some form. Oh yeah, there's got to be one somewhere. I mean, they got that Netflix series coming, haven't they? Was it called Wesker's Kids or something? Where it's focused on Wesker's kids. So if they can bring them back into the game, that would be uh, that would be good. Uh, yeah, I I, th- I thought something was going to happen there, whether it be like a an explosion, some sort of mutation, something. I thought something was going to happen, mm. other than it just sort of cut to black. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a very so it's a, it's a strange detail to have if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because there was no one else around, and if if it was something to do with the car that went to pick her up, you'd think that they'd showed like whoever it was getting in or they'd be nearer but yeah, they consider the pers- so far away yeah the only other person that was even mentioned in that sort of scene was the sniper but it wouldn't yeah. be the sniper that doesn't make any sense for it to be them yeah I mean that was my first thought I thought well, maybe it is because you said you said I've, yeah, I've got my sights t- chained on her but yeah and it won't be Chris because he's going to be a million years old at this point so he's probably chilling yeah. in the office somewhere um but yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. It'd be interesting to see if they sort of reference that or if they bring it back somehow. Um, and it'd be interesting, as I said earlier on, to see if they bring Ethan back as some sort of mutated bioweapon that actually survived the explosion. Because, you know, someone, someone's going to have to have to have survived that. Yeah. Don't know who it'll be, but somebody had to walk yeah. away from it. Yeah, and Chris, is, Chris can run, half run fast, can't he, with a little baby in his arms? Oh, yeah. He had a fair old way to go, and they made it well before we even hit that trigger. Uh, but yeah, that was good. So is there anything else you guys would like to to mention about your thoughts and feelings on the game? I only have one other thing to mention, and it's uh, the hidden treasure throughout Village. And I'm not talking about the, the treasure that's highlighted on your map. To like, go here, get this treasure. Uh, like, the little gems that are hidden. The classic yeah. Resident Evil hidden treasure. I loved yeah. that. Yeah. Are you on about Not the ones m- that you have to shoot out of the off the ceiling and things like that? Yeah, you have to yeah. look around. And it was nice that you could check your map to see if the room was highlighted blue. Because if it was, you're good. And if it's red and you've got all the items, then there's probably a hidden treasure in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Did you find many of the, um, the no- like nodding goats kicking around? Uh, see, I, I missed them for about the first hour hour and a half of the game because when I when you first come across it it says about like they offer protection for the the village so I thought if you shoot it it maybe increase the encounters you might have so I thought I'm going to leave it and try not to break them I was thinking that too I would love to see someone do a playthrough where they don't destroy any goats of warding at all and (laughs) then I I seen that it was actually a trophy to kill like to shoot the goats of warding I was like oh god damn it I only yeah. found maybe like half of them on my first playthrough. Some of them are really well hidden. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about to look for them. Really, as I always do. I never really bothered with those sort of things. But I found a couple early on. Forgot all about it, and then I found one. Uh, I think in the Moreau section, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about these little guys." <laughs> <laughs> and then that was pretty much it. So I only found maybe five or six in total. I don't know how many there are, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more than that. There's twenty total. And... Oh, is it? Oh, okay, I wouldn't do too bad then. And I felt like there was like thirty or something uh, bobbleheads in seven. Yeah, there's, there's, a, yeah, lot there's normally a lot more in seven. A lot more, and same in Resident Evil Two. And I'm sure there's a lot more than twenty odd uh, Mister Raccoons or whatever it is in two. Uh, but yeah, but overall, I enjoyed it. Loved too much it, action. Loved it. But it was very good. Um, the 
it looks good, plays well. Yeah, just a little bit more tenseness in the atmosphere would have been nice for me. Uh, any, I don't know, I don't know what I was going to go with that. Yeah, anything else, uh, Gruff? You got anything else to add? Um, all like, like I say, I really enjoyed the game. What I would say is, I would have preferred to have more house Benevenito than. Moreau section so if you'd have sprinkled a lot more of the psychological horror and the atmospheric horror and I think you'd have been looking at a masterpiece whereas how it finishes just now it was just a really solid game yeah 100% a lot more of uh, a lot more of the, the Benevenito stuff please in the next one um, the crisp bit at the end I think probably could have been a little bit shorter as well maybe yeah trying to use the poxy laser thing to target the things while everyone's oh. attacking you at once and it's like <laughs> I get what you're trying to go for but no just no <laughs> we, did... we could have done without that and just got to the boss fight in the underground and used it there that was fine that was fine I liked that part that was a very good boss fight because it was like just so on top of you yeah he takes like a hundred knives it is the most insane amount of health <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he was he was pretty kick-ass. But again, Chris was so um, overpowered, I think, even that fight, it, although it went on a bit, it, it was there and it was fun. I, at no point did I think, oh, shit, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Because we just smashed it out. But, yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, if, if if you're all done, are you done? Should we? Or we could talk for another four hours if you like. I'm quite happy. Yeah, we could talk about the game all day. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's it's very good. Um, again, I think it's very. All oh, right, one last quick round table then before we we call it a, a day on this version. We might come back and record another one later on. Um, <laughs> in terms of ranking out of all the resis, say you know, does it reach your top five, top three? Uh, let's go with you, Ross, first. Resident Evil 4 has got to be my favorite. Um, Then maybe either Revelations 2, 5, then 8, and then just like 7 keeps getting lower and lower and lower (laughs) on that list. (laughs) So it's definitely top 5. I would say it's either number 4 or number 5 for me on my fave list. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. What about you, uh, Gruff? Um, I'm going to say it creeps into the top three. Um, my one, as as I explained on the podcast, five's my favourite. Um, not in the sense of looking at it as a Resident Evil game, just of the enjoyment factor I have of it. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 2, uh, the original, is probably second. I, I remember having terrified nights with that game um, I didn't actually own a Playstation so to play it I had to go to my uncle's house and yeah that was yeah nice nice memories um, and then pr- it probably sneaks in at number 3 um, yeah. I, I imagine that once I play the remakes of 1 and 2 that that might change but as it stands just now then I would say it's probably top 3 that's fair enough that's fair enough I mean I'm, I'm a bit concerned that you both put 5 in, in your sort of top areas <laughs> As we've been over. I mean, you might as well just chuck six in there as well and just proper stab oh God, me no. in the heart. No, six, six was terrible. Six, six was terrible. Six. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, two remake for me is still top top dog. Uh, I love the original two as well, although I probably wouldn't put that quite at the top anymore. Um, but yeah, I'd go two. 
uh, remake, sorry. Then probably four. The original. And then I'll probably put Village. Maybe number five, number six after seven. Um, and probably after. Um, when I say the remake, I mean the original remake. Um, and yeah, including all the spin off ones, it just gets even more complicated. But yeah, it's it's definitely not top top three for me. Possibly top five. But. But then I, I love them all, so I'll play it again, no doubt. Uh, and I'll even play six again one day, and five, <laughs> and hate myself every moment of it. But yeah, but yes, Resident Evil, very good. I've just got to wait another however many years. Uh, are any of you got an Oculus Quest two at all? Are you interested in the VR version of Resident Evil four? I will probably. I, I probably will. Um, I've not experienced the Resident Evil in VR. I recently got a, a Quest 2, so I'm no doubt it'll be a, a nice little entertaining night with me and the missus as she watches me playing it on the big telly. See, I'd, I'd like to try it, but I don't really want to have to buy a Quest 2 just to try it. So what about you, <laughs> yeah, I don't, what about own, you Ross? A, I don't own any VR gear at all, no. so I don't know if I'll be playing that. But <laughs> I remember people playing 7 in VR, and it looked really cool, like even more claustrophobic. It was... I mean, I've only done the first... Uh, just before you get like put to the dinner table with the Baker family, so I'm not very far at all. But even though I know it's coming, it's still pretty bloody terrifying. Yeah, um, which again is what I like. Uh, but I just haven't had the time to get back to it. Um, but yeah, VR good, but that's not for Xbox. So boo, boo. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, that's been our um, Resident Evil Village discussion slash spoilers slash save everyone else sanity from us waffling on for an hour at them. <laughs> um, thank you Ross and thank you Gruff thanks very much and, and uh, yeah perhaps we'll do another one of these down the line when we talk about some more Resident Evil games hopefully now, DLC hopefully indeed hopefully DLC where they explain who that figure was how Chris got there the BSAA and all that other good stuff um, yeah so we've been the Xbox Tavern crew, Resident Evil style. Uh, you'll follow us on at, at Xbox Tavern on Twitter. Go to the website xboxtavern.com for all our written stuff, including our Resident Evil 8 Village review. And yes, thank you very much for listening slash watching. Bye. See you later, folks. Thanks. Bye-bye.